edging? Didn't you buy an edger? Is that what you bought? Oh, yeah, edger blade. That's what it was. How'd it go? Did you use it? Yeah. You. I mean, it, it just it went fine. Just put the new blade on and just right down the trap. Right. Hmm. There you go. Okay. So. Yeah. I want to see your your house. I want to know what your house looks like. Um, well, let me give you a tour of the room that I'm in. This is our office slash studio. Okay, okay. So. You're an only child, that. right? Hmm? You're an only child, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's the Monopoly board on the wall. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, nice. my, mom, that my mom made with Cross Stitch a long time ago. Wow. That's cool. And then this is the, this is the part Parker's going to love. Whee! Ooh. Ooh, look at that. I like the Van Halen album down there. That's pretty nice. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And then there's and then there's a there's a Les Paul in here, or it's in here. Mm-hmm. One of the One two. of these has has a Les Paul in it. Actually, I think they both do. Oh, nice. Um. And then there's two more guitars in my room, but we're not gonna go in there because that's a disaster. So. Our room's real clean. Do what? I said our room's real clean. I've been doing nothing but cleaning for the past two weeks. Got a lot more where that's uh, going. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> What'd you drink in there? Mm. Water with turmeric. Will you hand me mine in the coaster and I'm going to put it right behind me? Water with turmeric? Yeah. I've been drinking like water with ginger like powder and turmeric powder, but I ran out of turmeric powder, so I'm using turmeric oil and it's very strong and it tastes pretty disgusting. And why are you doing this? It's just good for you, so I'm just trying to be healthy while I'm home. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me I've been recording the past two minutes, so I'm going to okay. I'm going to Did you meet this guy? What's his name? Uh, his name's Mark Gunn. Mark Gunn. Yep. Okay, I'm M- excited. M A R C G U N N. Okay, Mark. Um, Mr. Mark. So yeah, when uh, when me and Kelly went to uh, this place in Decatur called the Lost Druid, it's like okay. a bar uh-huh. kind of or a brewery kind of pub, whatever. Wonder what this is. Wonder what's gonna happen. Um, he was playing live music there, and and so it was uh, it was actually a really cool live performance, and I saw him on there, and I was like, oh. He, Get the interview for the show if you wanted to. Yeah, so. no, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I really like his music. It's cool. I'm trying to figure out. So are you how just to get like, in touch yeah, with him? calling him? Or... Hmm? I said, are you just calling him or uh, is he skyping? <clears throat> or I don't understand. Yeah, we're gonna Skype, and I think we can add people on here. Uh-huh. We yeah, we should be able to add people. I can <clears throat> add. 
Why is Adam's Wait, name is? Are we is recording the video because my, people need to watch this? This is crazy. I'm not entirely sure how to record the video. There's a way to do it. You gotta like have like a capture or something. I should have put makeup on for this. Uh, <laughs> record video. Oh, right God. now, I have it only set to record audio, but I can record the video. Can you do both? I'm not sure if I can do both. Why don't you click the thing and see what it's up? Uh, local only, remote only, split screen, picture in picture, multi track. Hmm. No. Yeah, let's not mess with it. Yeah, let's not mess with it. We got it. We got it going right now. Yes. Yeah, and it didn't sound that bad. Are you taking selfies? No, it's for Kelly. She was like, "So the Monopoly board behind?" She was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so you oh. were taking selfies. Mm. Yeah, for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Kelly should be on here with us. Are you taking a picture of us now? Well, I mean, yeah. She doesn't have a mic, does she? Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, I got a headset on, so you can't really hear anything that's not in my ears. I meant so, to Kelly. Part of you, part I mean, of you blinked. Did I? That's okay. normal. I'm. Okay, that's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah, we need evidence of this one. Adam gets on here. We all need to take a picture. Yes, one's left. <laughs> Welcome to Catch All Podcast, everybody. I'm Parker. We got the wifey for lifey to my right. I'm in uh, Derek's seat tonight. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> and we got the Sheik Derek recording local from the comfort of his own home. The Sheik We're staying Rona six free. feet away. Rona free. This is probably like that is a tankard away. right there. Jesus, it's a 24 ounce mug. That Jeez. is beautiful. Man, that, is that I, sweet tea? I think I took it from Hooters. <laughs> I don't remember. You stole it from Hooters. <laughs> Oh. oh, actually, anyways, pretty good. <laughs> what kind of beer are you drinking? Oh. Uh, it's called uh, Polliner Salvatore or something. Mm. I think it's it's, it's German. Um, oh, okay. But I went, I went and I poured one in this mug, and I was like, "Well, that's only half full. This this thing can fit two. Emily's two minutes, so. Emily's got some like turmeric water over here, mm-hmm. and I'm keeping it classy. I just have regular ice. You water. should try my turmeric water real fast. It's because I am trying to keep myself as healthy as possible. Well, I mean, I've been drinking a lot the last two days, but he is had, it, is... don't listen. He had Maker's Mark earlier. Oh yeah, I did have Maker's Mark tonight. I had a a knockoff Jack and Coke. Isn't turmeric what you put on top of deviled eggs? Uh, I think that's paprika. Yeah, paprika maybe, and maybe mustard. Mustard. I feel like maybe powdered mustard. Put a little mustard. mustard on it. Some mustard. What do you put turmeric on instead of like other than water? I don't know. She, she, uh, it's got a like, lot of like Mediterranean dishes uses use turmeric. Like uh, there's some kinds of rice that have like turmeric and sour cream mixed in. It's a good little sauce with some salt. Um, a lot of fish dishes have turmeric. Hmm. Next week, we can uh, look up some turmeric recipes and share them. Sure. Yeah, we can uh, look up some turmeric recipes. <laughs> Wait, we're doing that right now. <laughs> Never mind, we can do that tonight. Turmeric weight loss benefits. I, don't I think it's good for, like, joint pain. It looks like a dry turd. Oh, God. It does look like a little, like a shriveled up, like, sweet potato. It's, like, lovely poo. like real oh, orangey it. when it's fresh and it can stain your clothes. Uh, the rhizomes. Okay, so it's the rhizomes. What is this stuff used for? Black pepper-like flavor and earthy mustard-like aroma. How does it have a different flavor and aroma? 
Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. But wait, did you taste it when you sipped my water? Yeah, I tasted it. What did it taste like to yeah, you? I, like it, pepper? It was not like mustard water. <laughs> <laughs> it said it smelled like mustard, but tasted a little more like Claims that, what is, what is, uh, curcumin? Curcumin. Oh, it's the same family. Okay. Claims that curcumin and turmeric may help reduce inflammation remains unproven as of 2020. So, as of... Now, there's no research to substantiate it, but it may. That's interesting. Here's to hoping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. here's to hoping yeah. a lot of things this year. <laughs> so, yeah, we're trying something new tonight. We're re- recording remotely because everybody is sick. So we're doing, well, our, really. we're doing our due diligence to try and keep us from getting sick. Mm-hmm. I'm probably. I should, I, should clarify, I should clarify. You said everybody's sick. Technically, we are not sick. That yeah, yes. There's yes, there's the a quite a large. Don't, don't, don't be concerned for us. If you're yeah, there us. is a quite a large percentage of the world that was um that is now sick. Uh, and this is the first time we've been recording what in like three weeks since the last episode where we talked about if. I wasn't on the last episode. You... I want to say it was about two mm-hmm. weeks. Was it two, two and a half? I was at work. We talked about if the coronavirus was in fact um. Like blown out of proportion. Nope, I don't think and so. And I think now we can safely say that no, that is not the case. <laughs> Absolutely not. Come on, Stella. I think um, and I think I talked about stocks a little bit too. I don't remember if that was last week or the week before, but now I've gotten in deep into the stocks. Yeah, he has. He's chugging it every I am I'm watching Robin Hood at nine thirty in the morning like a crazed madman. Really? Yep. And I recently uh, emailed Robinhood support to unlock the oh, options to trade options, which I don't know if you know anything about options or how those work, but that's what I'm starting to dip my toe in now. Derek, do you hmm? do stocks? Are you into that? I, I've been thinking about it. Okay. I really okay. have. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, I remember, I remember last time Parker, you and Adam were talking about mm-hmm. what was it, uh, crude oil and. Mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. Mining or something was down like twenty cents a stock or something like yeah. that. Yeah, right. Right now, right now the old J Nug is still pretty cheap. It's like four dollars a share. Can and um, what is it? The UWT that oil mutual fund? It's down really low. It's down at like eighteen cents a share right now. So that's yeah. It's it's gone down since I bought it. So it's really cheap. Old price of oil's now down real low because Russia and Saudi Arabia are at each other's throats about something. Mm. Um, and then the stock, I don't know, the stock market's acting real weird because nobody's working right now and companies are purporting losses, but the market is still up. So it's acting real weird right now. Well, I saw it tank the other day and then like the next day it was up 2000 points again. So. Yeah. There was the, the one day I think back in February where the Dow dropped like 30% or something ridiculous. Yeah, I think that was in February. Uh huh. And then it has come back up, and every day there may be like little drops in it, but it is not dropping nearly as much as that we would expect. So it's behaving very interestingly, which it makes it hard uh, for the research I'm doing in options. Which option trading is basically you're betting Mm -hmm. on the price of a stock to go up or down. You're not buying a stock and then reselling it. Right. You're, there's like two the two ways options work. There's calls and puts. Mm-hmm. And when you call a stock, you're expecting the price of the stock to go greater. So you like reserve... What, what's the word? You like reserve 
the ability to buy a stock for a lower price, even if it goes higher. And if you put a stock, that means you're expecting it to go lower, so you reserve the right to buy at a lower, or sell, sorry, sell it at the higher price when it goes lower. But you don't necessarily always exercise the option when, when that happens. You literally, like, sell the option back and forth. But that's, come to find out, you can make a lot more money buying and selling options than you can just in, like, the stocks because the percentage change in a price of an option uh, is a greater percentage than the percent change in just the price of a stock. So it's been real interesting to kind of watch and follow this and understand how all this is working now. But that makes it, I don't know, kind of kind of wild right now that the stock market's just not functioning the way that you would expect it to because the government's pumping so much money into it, it's keeping it afloat. That's really interesting. Yep, yep, you know what I'm saying. Uh, okay, well, um, so I just got an email from Mark. He is ready to go. Okay, do you want to go on and punch him in now, or, um, uh, let me yeah, see. He he's ready to go if I can figure out how to get Yeah, let's this. see where Adam is. Oh, man, I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? Should I be nervous about this? I don't know. Greetings. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Very good. You, How are you? Doing well. How can I not see? Look at that. We there got it. There we go. Hi. How are you, sir? How's it going? I'm so well. nervous. <laughs> yeah, this is our this is our very first interview, so it's a learning oh, curve oh, wow. for us. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, Mark. Uh, I am Parker. I'm Emily. This is my oh, wife, my Emily, God. and then you know Derek, obviously. Hi, Emily, pleasure. Yep. Hey. How are you? Awesome. Uh, I'm doing a quick video setting so are y'all recording live yeah we are recording live right now we're not streaming or anything but uh so this mm -hmm. this episode will go back and get edited up a little bit to cut out any awkwardness we had gotcha. some awesome. we had some troubles trying to get it um everything ironed out in the beginning so i think right now we're pretty square on everything i think our audio is okay. good on our side cool what kind of what kind of banjo do you have there behind you? I was eyeballing that thing. That's the uh, first thing I saw. That's it's a nineteen sixty some odd German banjo that my dad had. Ooh. And uh he asked he uh he let me uh, take it, you know, to mm -hmm. be follow the family tradition of collecting instruments. Oh awesome. <laughs> we know all about that. Yeah, we have a, a banjo hanging on our living living room wall right now. Yeah, I've recorded with it like a couple times, but I don't really play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I learned banjo probably. I play the auto harp, but, and I've learned to pick uh, from the auto harp, but that's, yeah, it doesn't say much. Mm -hmm. I learned uh, banjo about six months ago to play a, wow. a show and locally in Griffin, and I learned it specifically to play two Mumford & Sons songs. Nice, <laughs> I love Mumford & Sons. <laughs> and I uh, haven't really played it much since, but it was definitely, it was definitely stretching some different muscles just because I'm not, a finger picking player so that's entirely yeah. what banjo is yeah so it's definitely yeah, something true yeah so how, how are you doing what's uh what's uh, going on with you uh things are going well you know uh we're just uh, our household is you know locked down you know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> practicing social distancing to the to the extreme here uh, uh, -huh. uh it, was, it was wild having all of you know my shows canceled all uh, uh the same you know one after the other boom yeah. boom boom um but you know, I, I've been podcasting uh, for for years, which takes up oh. time too. So, um, mm -hmm. 
it just means I adjust. I yeah. adjust and, and I adjust well. So what kind of, yeah. what do you, uh, are you actively doing any podcasts right now? Uh, I have four active podcasts, I think. Oh, wow. So my biggest one is the Irish and Celtic music podcast. And I basically play, uh, music for, from Irish and Celtic music bands. Mm-hmm. You know? So I've been doing that for since 2005. Oh, wow. That's and, awesome. Uh, well, all of my podcasts, well, the next two, the Rob Nagging Bars podcast, which comes out once a month, the Pub Songs podcast, which comes out about every two weeks, and those two have both been going since 2005. And then uh, the newest one is the In the Verse podcast, which is a, a, a podcast inspired by uh, uh, writing songs based on episodes of the TV show Firefly. Mm, if you, uh, nice. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, I um, love Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, so we are, coats. He, my friend and I were a big, big brown coat, so we've been uh, <laughs> uh, writing songs inspired by Firefly, and uh, that's been, I think, that's the newest of the podcast. Okay, wow. very cool. Only 12 episodes so far. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's about how many Firefly episodes there were. <laughs> yeah, we are almost to the end of this, uh, and then we get to decide uh, what we're going to do after that. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, uh, my my. I think we'll probably do the movie. Okay. Uh, that was my next question is if you're going to do Serenity or not or anything. Probably we'll it. do the, the movie. I'm personally tempted to, I would like to go into the, the, uh, the graphic novels because there are a whole bunch Okay, and, and um, they cover some really cool stuff. But uh, I, I think he wants to move on to um, hit other fandoms too. Uh, and so I think we might end up doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this so we'll see how it works out very cool so what what brought you to georgia how did you end up playing some shows over here uh well i now live here oh, um, okay I was, i'm originally from texas um moved to new orleans i got married and mm-hmm. uh, moving to birmingham for my wife studying school and then she got a job in, in here in atlanta so now we're uh we're living in atlanta and i'm gotcha. trying to trying to break into the music scene which has been a lot easier than it had, was in birmingham mm-hmm. where <laughs> where uh, the geek culture was not nearly mm-hmm. as prevalent. <laughs> <laughs> so where all have you played? So, Derek, where, where'd you where'd you see Mark? Uh, I saw him at the Lost Druid in Decatur. Decatur. Yeah. yeah. I walked in, and, and uh, uh, my girlfriend, uh, Kelly, came up there to uh, just, you know, hang out, and we're doing some uh, brewery hopping and stuff like that, just exchanging <laughs> places. And uh, I walk in, and, you know, Mark is setting up his, uh, his equipment and everything. I'm like, this is interesting. And, uh, you know, and he's had that, uh, that auto bar, and I had no idea what it was. We actually had to sit there and look it up mm-hmm. as he was playing to figure out what it was. I was like, I know what that is, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, there aren't many of us who play the auto bar. <laughs> and uh, he just started off rattling off some Irish music, and I was like, wow, this is, I like this. This is this is my jam right here. I can definitely get on with this. And, uh, you know, I asked him if he wanted to, you know, do an interview for the show, and here it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. wow. so have you played... Yeah, and I- I, I've been playing it, you know, I played at Tucker Brewing Company uh-huh. locally. Then most of my gigs are out of town, but I've been doing Dragon Con since 2002. Ah. So I've been performing there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, that's my main thing that I've had in this town. So it's been it's been fun coming to playing in Atlanta because, uh, you know, I, I've played, you know, my main home base was, was, was Austin in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there I, I would, it was... I, I, I had a fan base 
but even there I was difficult sometimes getting them out to shows. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I get to, to uh, here in Atlanta and all of a sudden everyone, you know, <laughs> I realize that I actually have a fan base already mm-hmm. built in here uh-huh. thanks to years of playing at DragonCon. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Ah. Yeah. I think every year we've been together, we've talked about going to DragonCon, but we have yet to do it. But it's like every time we go to buy tickets, they're sold out or we're, yeah, we're something crazy is happening that weekend and we can't make it. Yeah. Labor Day weekend, just I just plan for it. You know? Yeah, uh-huh. it's 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 currently on my my schedule as pending until they accept me, uh-huh. uh, because they are notorious for leaving you hanging. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I love the convention, but uh, it's like fortunately we had we had a, a years ago, um, my old band had had a standing offer from one of the uh, the uh, owners of the convention saying you know whenever y'all want to play. Particularly if all the filter track is interested in having you, you're you're in. You know, I'll, I'll t- would be happy to have you. Nevertheless, I wait every year mm-hmm. until they make an announcement and actually lay it out. You know, yeah. until that happens, because uh, you just don't know. They sometimes they wait till you know July before they tell you. But usually we get we get notified. You know, June, sometimes May for lucky, really lucky April. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it, it varies every year. So, so we no. we were talking kind of kind of briefly right before we added you in just to kind of about coronavirus and how what yeah. we've been doing. So, and you mentioned a little bit already of how it's you've had a whole bunch of shows canceled. So, how has that affected kind of trying to get into the music scene here in Atlanta? Um, well, I mean, obviously, it definitely puts a damper. I, I was just listening to one of the, my in the verse podcast. And uh, for that show, we list our upcoming shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, <laughs> my uh, my friend Mikey's saying, uh, "Wow, your April looks packed, man. You should be listening <laughs> a lot more than there's a lot more than what you said." And I'm, I'm like, listening. I'm like, "Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> not yeah, not like that anymore. <laughs> it's they're all gone now. Um, uh-huh. You know, it, it obviously takes a it uh, is a uh, uh, makes things a bit more difficult." Uh, for me, uh, you know, I have a family, so I have a mm-hmm. wife and two two daughters. So it, that was where the big challenge comes because now I'm also we're also homeschooling, you mm-hmm. know. So we have to work out, you know, work time and and uh, education time, and I'm spending time trying to figure out how to to uh, uh, you know, to, first of all, teach. That's not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> communication is not my strong suit <laughs> it's hard so, i'm a i'm a nanny so i do homework with my kids and it's something you have to you have to work on and get used to it's oh my gosh it, it really is <laughs> it's it's that's been the toughest thing that said i feel like i've been learning a lot and um i've uh, certainly grown a lot since my my oldest daughter was you know a in their, you know, uh, uh, back when she was like three or four, you know, I think my wife was saying, you should spend some time working on some educational stuff. And I was so bad at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now my, my youngest daughter is four and a half, almost five. And, and it's a little bit easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, now we're also splitting it up with like the first couple of days I, I was, uh, had, uh, both the girls by myself. Uh, while my my wife still had to had some work to do, so mm-hmm. I, I you know I was like it was like running back and forth between rooms uh, so that they could work and they were they were fantastic. But um, now it's been a lot easier because my wife's been helping. You know, so we we have a schedule. You know, the first thing in the morning we get started and 
go dive straight into homework and they finish it up in a, in a couple hours what they what's you know what's been uh uh given to them and mm-hmm. everything works out a little bit better mm-hmm. but now and of course so yeah now we get to spend some time um you know get some time to actually do some work and we balance things you know trade off where i I do stuff while she's studying and she does stuff while I'm working, you know, so, or, mm-hmm. yeah, so it works out. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys able to do basically all you need to do from the house? Or are you still having to leave much? I, I, I've always pretty much, uh, worked from home. So mm-hmm. for, since 2005, I quit my day job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so your music yeah, full time basically. For me, it's been really easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my wife is, uh, I think a little bit more challenging. Um, but cause she, you know, and she can do most everything. Zoom has been, you know, um, everyone's. I've uh, heard that name thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, everyone's talking about that because, you know, everyone's doing meetings, you know, three times a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so I've, just, it... uh, I've just started working from from, uh, from home this past Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently our our area of, of work is. Uh, considered essential by the CDC. Oh, wow. Um, but we are able to have the people that we need work from home, my, myself included. And it's been kind of a slow process, but, you know, it's 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 definitely a lot different than just driving to the office and sitting at your desk and, you know, being right able to do work efficiently. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, so it's, 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 it's definitely, it's definitely uh, a, a weird feeling, but it's, you know, it's what you got to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's not been too bad for me um, That's overall. Good. I, I'm grateful to say, um, but uh, you know, uh, the, the, and I you know had an outpouring of support from fans, mm-hmm. um, both podcasts and and my music fans who have been super supportive, and I've been trying to, you know, provide frequent shows and performances so that you know to entertain. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been doing to, the living room concerts? Yeah. Yeah, well, I was doing those already, and so now I'm like doing them a little bit more. So uh-huh. my office, this office is my, you know, here's my my setup, you know. Yeah, I love it. Um, so I, I was already doing it. It's just uh-huh. I just I'm trying to. I, Do I don't know if I'm necessarily doing it more, uh, but I'm being trying to stay a bit more consistent with mm-hmm. it, you know, as I'm able, right. you know. When you're not uh, teaching. What's that? I said when you're not teaching. <laughs> when I'm not teaching. Right. Right. Exactly. So. So uh, give us a little history. What happened in 2005 that got you to quit your day job and take, take on music full time? Uh, so I was I started a group called the Brobney Nagy and Bards back in 1999. And uh, we started playing music together uh, at Renaissance festivals. And uh, we, you know, made a quick splash. I was my big thing has always been, you know, uh, promoting promotion and I realized early on that you know the the biggest weakness of most musicians is the fact that they don't promote themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they no, no musician really wants to they want to play music they don't want to want to do the other stuff mm-hmm. whereas the other stuff I find just as much excitement and energy and, and uh, passion for so uh, we, we we took off in in, the, in Texas and um, by 2005, uh, I had finally paid off a whole bunch of credit card bills that I had racked up mm-hmm. uh, over the years, and uh, I quit my job. I uh, started. We started the band uh, about three and a half years later. I decided we decided to uh, to break up, and that's when I decided to move to New Orleans and started. By then, I was also creating 
lots of CDs. I was basically putting out about three to four CDs a year. You have uh, CDs? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I I was doing a whole bunch. So now my catalog, you know, I have like uh, 23 uh, CDs. Wow, holy cow. um, That's a lot. that, that, uh, that, That I think at least 23 that are, and not all of them are still in production, actually. So there's even less than that. They're actually in, you know, you can get them digitally and that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, so that was in 2008. I moved to New Orleans, spent a few years there. I think it was 2011, I think is when, no, it was 2010 or uh, I think it's 2011. We moved to Birmingham. Maybe it's 2010. No, 2011. Um, So we moved to Birmingham. My wife started grad school. And we lived there for eight years, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it was just just uh, well, actually I guess longer than that. 2010, last year mm-hmm. is when we moved here, so um, nine years I guess mm-hmm. it was. Uh, but yeah, we uh, I I basically start just found a new location to uh, start playing music, um, uh, and yeah, it's, it's been an interesting interesting journey, um, as I'm finding also my my niche because you know I started off playing Renaissance festivals, um, mostly Irish and Scottish songs was our, our initial base. But then we started we got into a lot of, a lot of funny songs, uh, which is where I ended up learning the term filk. Have you heard the term filk? Before? This is a new term to me. I've not heard this of. This is welcome to to the world of filk. Filk is the the music of fandom. Uh, primarily at science fiction conventions. Okay. So uh, if you go to a, a convention, there's a lot of music frequently, whether it's Dragon Con or anything. And um, the music is, it's all inspired by the fans of the convention. So a lot of times you find a lot of Irish and Scottish music. This is why I ultimately ended up going to a uh, uh, my first sci-fi convention. It was in, I think it was in uh, 2000 three or four, I guess it was, mm-hmm. uh, 2004, I think it was, maybe 2005. Um, I was at a, uh, there, I was, oh no, it was 2002 because, um, there's a band here in, in, that was in here in, uh, Atlanta called Emerald Rose and they were a Celtic band and we were both on mp3.com, which was really big at the time. And, uh, we were killing the charts, uh, killing it on the charts. And, and I was you know, looking at some of the other bands' websites to see what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I come across this band, and and they're playing at a science fiction convention. I'm like, why is there <laughs> Celtic music at a science fiction convention? This uh-huh. makes no sense. So I'm like, well, one thing I could do: picked up the phone, called someone, and said, "Hey, uh, you want some music?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fortunately, the woman, because we had done so well on MP3.com, she's uh-huh. like, "Oh, I love your music." I'm like, "Yay." Okay, That's cool. Um, <laughs> so that got us into into uh, science fiction conventions, where that's where we met Emerald Rose, and uh, they said, "Hey, you need to come to Dragon Con," and so that would be again two thousand two. So two thousand two, we we ended up going to Dragon Con for our first year, and uh, you know it was much smaller then, and we made a big splash with some of the songs, and some of the songs again. So now, Filk is. Filky is uh, the music of fandom, but it also encompasses things like uh, parodies and such. Oh, okay. So we had uh, we had a, a song, um, Bare Naked Ladies had a song called If I Had a Million Dollars. I don't know if you remember that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a song called If I Had a Million Ducats that we had adapted for the <laughs> Renaissance. 
festival. Okay. Uh, there's <laughs> there's a tr traditional song uh, tune called the Irish Washerwoman. It's an Irish tune, and uh, this uh, the uh, tune someone had written a, some lyrics for it, and someone else had written a response to those lyrics. The song was called uh, uh, well, I don't know if they called it, but the, the the chorus goes, "Do virgins taste better than those who are not?" Are they salty or sweet or more juicy or what? Do you savor them slowly or gulp them down the spot? Do burdens taste better than those who are not? That was a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> As you might, you go to Dragon Con and, uh -huh. and that's the perfect audience for it. Uh -huh. for um, so uh, people got really excited with our music. And then a few years, a couple years later, we ended up doing a song called The Jedi Drinking Song. Ooh, um, okay. And that was our first true sci-fi song that we brought to a, a uh, to a science fiction convention, we brought it to, out to Dragon Con, and they absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. uh, we were playing some some huge crowds, um, and uh, but that was also that song what made a big impact because it also, you know, I started to realize that while I love playing traditional Irish and Scottish songs, and it's always going to be a, a big part of what I do. I find that, you know, the, the songs that people love the most usually are the more original, are the original songs. Mm -hmm. My, or sometimes the original takes like virgins and ducats, but typically it's like the original songs. And so I started getting back. The reason I started playing music in the first place was to become a songwriter. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to write songs. And, and so I started writing some more songs and they were more uh, sci-fi based. So I started building what, ultimately became sci-fi drinking songs. And eventually, as I was, uh, this just this past year, I was at the beginning of this year, I was at uh, the Druid, and uh, I was meeting the owners, and uh, the uh, the brewmaster, he he walks in, and, he, and his wife says, hey, this is the guy that plays Celtic music that wants to come play here. And he says, oh, yeah, the sci-fi-ish music guy. <laughs> What? 20 years I've been doing this and I can't come up with that. <laughs> That's perfect. So, uh, next thing you know, I, I'm, I'm, I have started uh, sci-fi Irish music. Yes. So, <laughs> wow. So uh, yeah, and it's it's been going great. You know, I mean, uh, it definitely. You know, over the past couple of years, I've been doing focusing a little bit more on the Firefly songs. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I'll write whatever whatever comes to mind. I still. Uh, you know, I have the largest podcast of Celtic music in the world. I I love Celtic music, so I try to throw in some stuff mm -hmm. uh, that's that's uh, write my own uh, traditional uh, Irish song or Scottish songs in the process. You know, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now this uh, this this Irish music that you're that you've gotten into, like, is this something that you've always been interested in, or is this like a heritage thing, or, or just like it was a hobby? Destiny. Okay. It was actually destiny. Um, so I was born on St. Patrick's Day. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. The boy. stars aligned at a young yeah. age. Wait one moment. <laughs> because there's, there's more to the story. <laughs> okay. In 2004, I released a CD. I was on the phone with a friend. Okay, 2003. I was on the phone with a friend. And uh, and uh, oh, I've always been a fan of parodies. You know, doing you take mm -hmm. a song and rewrite it in, in the fly. My dad used to do it. And so I'm, I'm there the Wild Rover, this famous Irish song is is in my head and it's no name never. Clap, 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 no name never, no more, clap, clap. Will I play the Wild Rover? Clap, no never, no more. And um 
I, this song, I start singing that the, the song in the middle of it. But, you know, when you're on the phone and your your hands tear, you can't, clap. you know, you can't clap really easily, <laughs> you know. So um, I start meowing. I <laughs> and it's no name, never. Meow, 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 meow. No name, never, no more. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm like, hmm, I wonder. So I <laughs> write this song. I write this song called Wild Kitty. Wild and Kitty. Uh, oh, followed gosh. up with a, a couple of other songs. Uh, when Kitty Eyes Are Smiling and Furogon's Wake. And uh, and I put them out into the world, and the world goes bat s because <laughs> they love the idea of Irish drinking songs for cat lovers. <laughs> yeah, it's a pet project of mine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so I ended up releasing the CD, and it's a it's a huge success. Um, but then I learn that March seventeenth back to St. Patrick's Day. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It's also St. Gertrude's Day, the patron saint of cats. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Full circle. So, like I said, it's destiny. It is. Wow, holy smokes. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so I, I uh, started going into uh, full-on, <laughs> into different realms of music. But no, I, I was not, I mean, uh, I'm Scottish, uh, Scottish, I have a Scottish uh, name, last name, uh, Clan Gun, <clears throat> uh, but uh, I didn't really know much about my Irish heritage aside from that. I was born on St. Patrick's Day, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know I just kind of decided to 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 see what happened. You know, I mean, there was like when I started playing uh, Celtic music, I had one Irish song. It was a song by Tom Lair. Uh, called the Irish Ballad, and it's basically um, a Jonathan Swiftian version, song version of uh, how, how I never remember his his uh, essay, but it's uh, like how to stop the starving children in Ireland, and the basic idea is to eat them. Mm -hmm. And so it was this comedic song. All right. And uh, and uh, uh, it was it was such a fun song. That was one of the, like the first song that I was singing when someone said, "Hey, you should play the Renaissance Festival." Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, it all kind of led <clears throat> in different ways uh -huh. to where I am now. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, I again, I wasn't raised on it, but I kind of fell into it pretty quick. Mm -hmm. you know? <clears throat> now, you have a lot of stringed instruments on your wall back there that seem pretty common. What is this auto harp that you play? The auto harp, uh, my dad picked it. He had one back in the 80s and used to play it i i honestly don't remember much about it basically um the instrument is based on a zither which is about a thousand instrument 18 1890s someone basically took the zither added the chord bar on top of it and buttons and it was a really simple instrument to play um it's like probably the easiest instrument to get started and feel like you're accomplishing something because um, it's all you do is press a button and strum that's all you have to do uh, the mm. toughest thing about it is tuning it you know because <laughs> there's 36 strings yeah uh, but once wow. you get used to it it's pretty easy um so the uh i i picked it up in uh my i was playing in a a, a rock band in 97 the band broke up and so i picked up the auto harp and i was like because i again i started I wanted to be a songwriter, but when I was right with the rock band, this was like my second, third rock band, and the songs that I were writing were really bad. <laughs> <They> were <laughs> oh. Really 
bad lyrics. Uh, and so I picked up the auto harp to help me focus on writing a little bit more. And I started working on melodies and such. Um, and it grew from there. That's cool. Yeah. Now, Parker, you saw something on his page about him playing at the Oscars for Lord of the Rings. I did. Yeah. I did that? see something about that. And I'm glad you glad you brought it up. Um, Adam's calling. Hold on. I want to see if we can add Adam in real quick. If that's okay. all right with you, Mark. Yeah, sure. Hey. Have you gotten home? So, I don't know if you want me to go on or is right. eligible uh, We're going to add you in real quick. Yeah, we're just going to see if he's on. He's, our, he's our fourth right cast now? member, so we're, gotcha. we're trying to get him in. Okay. He's running a little behind. How do I do it? I clicked on I it and it can. didn't work. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, guys. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> it's easy as that. Is he ready to go? Uh, I think yeah, we're calling him now. He's about to come in. Sweet. Oh wow! Okay. There he is. Wow, Hi. it's dark in your room, Adam. My God. Whoa! Why is it so? It's the Hello, lights. Ghost on. To that, um... Hello, Ghost to Adam. Hello, Adam. Smart. Um, you might be backlit. Is there a bright light behind you? Yeah, hang on. Let me let me adjust that. Oh. Oh, I thought I saw something, but nothing was there. And now you're black. <laughs> now you're oh, gone. No. Now there's just complete darkness. I made it worse. <laughs> what is happening right now? Why is this? Just something. take your phone flashlight and put it on your face. Oh, that's just creepy. Okay, that's that better. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Better. I see a silhouette. Yeah, right. if you turn off the light behind you, that might actually do the trick. Yeah, but then my room will be black. Uh... uh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I guess or, we don't need to see you. Yeah, we can pretend. As long as we can hear you, that is we'll fine. We'll send Mark a picture of you, so yeah. he knows what he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, we were. Derek had just brought up that Mark played for an Oscar party for Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, and he was about to tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I don't remember the year now. Is that two thousand five ish? Five. Thank you. I think, yeah. So we, uh, we've we been playing at DragonCon a number of years mm-hmm. and <clears throat> already, and we were doing great. We used to, we, so we were the Brobbenagging Bards, and what we do is we, a lot of times we just walk around and play, um, which is one of the things that endeared us to so many people is mm-hmm. that, you know, we there's there's different ways to be musicians. Some musicians like to go out there and they, uh, they busk and, it's all about you know making a few bucks, which is great. I like that, but it didn't work for us because we like to be bards, you know. <laughs> so we'd walk around and play, yeah, and just it like wasn't very. My brother-in-law, he'll take his banjo I, into Kroger and play it in Kroger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's 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 other ways, you know. Some people just don't care. They just you just want to have it, you know, yeah. play some music and entertain, and people love that. Um, it's, and it, you know, it's, it's not about the money. So what we do is dragon con, we walk around and sometimes, you know, people would buy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually we just had, we just got to see things. We, that was our way of seeing the convention too, mm-hmm. or Renaissance festival or whatever. So we'd, uh, we'd walk around, we'd see, um, you know, we had so many people, we've had Boba Fett, uh, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, R2D2 all stopping us and saying, "Hey, I love your music. You're doing you wow, it's amazing." Had a porn or one all over the place. Uh, people who were who were getting really excited about it. But one of the places we'd stop was a uh, uh, we, was a Lord of the Rings um, a fan table, and they did uh, fan fiction. Um, and I guess it was in 2000, 2001 or two, uh, 2000, 2000, I think it was actually, uh, Andrew and I, we were playing it in Irish pub and what we do is a lot of times we'd improvise. We got to be good, really good at improvising. And I, I'd basically lay down a, uh, a simple rhythm and he'd wing it over it and he was fantastic wonderful creating melodies and uh one of the tunes we finished had finished at this irish pub we we finished playing it and and it was like wow that was amazing can we repeat it yes we can <laughs> we uh ended up playing it over and over and over again until we learned it we said what do you want to call that and we called it tolkien the hobbit and lord of the rings it became our biggest hit on mp3.com um that one had over well over a million downloads wow <clears throat> and um it it skyrocketed through the roof. Mm-hmm. So um, here we are at Dragon Con, wandering around playing this and other similar tunes, instrumental tunes largely, uh, for people. And I think in 2003, we decided to compile and write some music uh, for a CD we ended up calling Memories of Middle Earth, which was mostly instrumental, a few vocal songs as well and as we're at dragon con you know we're we make some new fans mm-hmm. and uh in fact I, I ended up writing a song from the same fans uh called don't go drinking with hobbits uh, uh, based on yeah. events at dragon con <laughs> um, so uh, yeah i heard and, that at lost Street when you yeah, that's a really good one and so uh, yeah it was based on an event at dragon con and and um i went drinking and by the end of the weekend i had no voice <laughs> so uh <laughs> So, yeah, and then the uh, Lord of the Rings came around and so they contacted us and said, hey, we're, we're, gonna, we're going to Hollywood. We're, we're going to have a Lord of the Rings Oscar party because they've been nominated for a zillion Oscars. Mm-hmm. And do you want to go? And we're like, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. So we got hired to go out, fly out there and, and, uh, and uh, play for this Oscar party. It was, uh, so cool. it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Oh, man. So, yeah. Um, there were several bands there. I think Emerald Rose uh, played there, and uh, Avalon Rising, a, a Celtic rock band out of out of California. Uh, There's a whole bunch, but it was a lot of Celtic-ish music. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have awesome. Yeah, what an experience! It. That sounds so yeah. Cool. It was it was absolutely amazing. So you know, I'd obviously do it again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. So I'm I'm curious. Adam and I are both musicians, and we just started trying to write our first album. So I'm curious what your songwriting style how how does how do, how does that work for you do you get an idea and expand on it, or do you sit down like hey i want to write something and keep fiddling till something comes um, out what do you how does it start so the, my main songwriting that's happening right now is through in the verse and typically what we do is uh my friend and i we sit down and brainstorm and uh, i think it's probably the the, the way that's been most effective because uh in the past a lot of times in the past it's just been on inspiration and inspiration is bad for songwriting (laughs) because uh you you don't really 
Um, I mean, it can be really great. You can come up with some absolute gems, but at the same time, you're relying on the muse and the muse doesn't always hit. Sometimes you have to, you know, say, hey, muse, wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So when when we do it, we sit down and, you know, watch these episodes and we we make lots of notes, lots of phrases as what I ended up doing is a lot of phrases um, and see where what idea struck us. So the idea of the again, the show is uh, to find um, themes in each episode that we can write a song about. Um, so you know, each some of these episodes are absolutely brilliantly written, such that you know, you there's some just very beautiful themes running throughout them, mm-hmm. and uh, we pick something, pick something, and uh, what I usually what I end up doing. If since I rarely have an idea by the time the show episode's <laughs> over, is I you know pick up the auto harp and lo- start looking for phrases and seeing what strikes me, my fancy, and then I'll s- start strumming. Um, I, I it, for me it helps to have a, uh, and so uh, if I can come up with a melody based on one of the ideas, uh, it works a little easier. So I, I just wrote a song called "The Bright Side of Everything," uh, based on the episode "The Message." And uh, I had, I think there's one thing about Mona Lisa that they mentioned in the episode, this one little phrase, and that was mm-hmm. my starting point. I was like, well, hmm, Mona Lisa never learned to smile. So I just added that in and put some lyrics to it. And then I started, you know, humming to myself um, that while working on a melody um, and, and picking out my chord structure. Um, once I had that, all of a sudden things started started coming together now it it only comes together just for the bare necessities because by the time after i finished the song it was complete crap you know <laughs> i was like wow this i'm just gonna throw this in the trash but i played it nevertheless for my wife and she uh heard the the first two lines and says wow i love something there's something brilliant here and i was mm-hmm. like i, I know okay. i mean i felt sort of that but it wasn't anything that I was at the time I, I was pretty much going to toss the toss the song it was I was done with it I was like this, this sucks um, but then I started creating the story um, for me a lot of the times I have found that uh, you know Bob Dylan Dylan is brilliant at writing poetic beautifully poetic songs um, uh, uh, Leonard Cohen too these beautiful poetic songs that are just like I don't know what this is about, but wow, is it about something, man? This is just, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? There. And I've, I've always tried to write like that and I'm not good at it. So I, <laughs> I, uh, my songwriting never really um, developed until I started writing stories, telling stories um, and stories that you could understand and weren't, you know, hidden in metaphor. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's really what I did. It took me a bit to like, you know, work out a structure for each, each verse, you know, where I, you know, since the song is called bright side of everything, you know, the first couple lines are all about, Oh, things are not so great, not so great. And then you bring, make you uh, come in here and say, you see the bright side of everything. And here's this, what, how you make the not so great into something great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's ultimately how uh, it usually, I think, uh, many of my songs begin is, uh, you know, I'll come up with a nugget and I a lot of, I will spend a lot of time working on the melody uh, because that helps me a lot. If I can come up with a good melody, um, I had another song that I wrote recently uh, 
finished recently, rather. I started writing it like two years ago, but it was called Guilty Pleasure. And, um, <laughs> and, and I had a basic melody and I sat down and I recorded it into my phone and, and it, it had a, uh, you know, the start of something that I knew I liked and I, the, the melody was all I had, you know, so in the Irish tradition, also they have this thing called lilting, which is basically vocal singing, uh, singing Irish, usually Irish tunes. So and so I did the same sort of do sort of the same sort of thing where I create the melody, and then it becomes a little bit easier to fit words in and make it into something that that's kind of a, a more cohesive uh, piece. Once I can figure out the story, <laughs> you know, what's the story? What am I willing to do? That song has a, you know, a, a little bit of a political bent. And so, uh, um, you know, how much do I want to go down that political rabbit hole? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> um, and, and each song follows in that similar, similar sort of vein is like, yeah. I wrote a song called uh, for for the episode Trash of Firefly. I wrote a song called Naked, which um, that started with a, uh, a a strum pattern that I picked up from another song that I heard on Spotify. I just heard this. It was just, it wasn't even a, a strum pattern. It was sort of just a a quicker strum pattern, a three four. Uh, maybe six, eight. I'm terrible. I don't read music. So, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just working on this strum, you know, back and forth strum thing. And it's got this cool sound. And then I start laying down lyrics and the lyrics. Once I have uh, something, some sort of bass, everything becomes easier, whether it's sometimes it's the music in that case. Um, or sometimes it's the um, uh, melody. Sometimes uh, uh, written down, but I think usually, um, if I do, they end up changing a lot because once I finally figure out a good melody or uh, or strum pattern or structure to it, so it just varies. It varies a lot, mm -hmm. but um, I have found recently that I spend a lot more time, you know, taking a nugget of an idea and trying to flesh it out into a story that I can. Um, expand on mm -hmm. so. awesome I think that that's kind of similar to what Adam and I are doing I had this idea that I want to write an album <clears throat> dealing with like space sounds and uh -huh. take the idea of kind of what you would see or the the feeling a particular planet may elicit and then try and you know tell a story that way and try oh. and capture the feeling of the planet so I don't know awesome. it's it's de it's it's definitely been interesting because i am not a songwriter at all it is it is flexing a lot of muscles that <laughs> that are not very strong for me well one of my one of my there's a couple my two big things that i that i can think of and maybe more will come in a moment but that, that immediately strike struck me about songwriting um number one was the beatles recorded everything on four tracks <laughs> mm -hmm. I always like to remember that, remind <laughs> myself of that, that you don't have to have these big giant productions. If you can even simple is frequently great. In mm -hmm. fact, I think most almost every band uh, that starts starts out with very simple uh, chord structures and rhythms. Eventually, they 
get good, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> but those songs are brilliant, and uh, so I think that's that's something always to keep in mind. What was the other one? Um, the other, oh God, I had it a moment ago. Um, ah, I just totally lost it. Uh, I'll have to come back to that, I guess. <laughs> but it, the, I, I think there's a lot of it that you can, you know, if you can keep it simple. Um, even the songwriting, even the songwriting. Oh, Johnny Cash, Johnny mm-hmm. Cash. Johnny Cash has the most sim- the simplest lyrics on the planet. <laughs> you know, they're they're not they're not Leonard Cohen. You don't have to be Leonard Cohen, or you don't have to be uh, a Bob Dylan. Um, you know, he tells good stories, and they're very simple stories. And some a lot of times, I try to keep that in mind because I have a habit of talking too much (laughs) when it comes to when it comes to like things that like this where i get really passionate about you Mm -hmm. know this this type of stuff you know all of a sudden i find myself uh trying to write a song that has a million lyrics in it you know long lines and 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 then i try to shove them all into one sentence and so i'm i find myself editing a lot uh i i cut i cut stuff all the time and so it doesn't have to be you know you know, you're not trying to write uh, like Leonard Cohen or Bob Dylan. In fact, it's better if you probably don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. stick yeah. with Johnny Cash. You know, for you, particularly when you're starting out, I would say. And I, I think you know, even with the idea, you know, I, I think you could do some cool stuff with the, uh, you know, musically. I would imagine melodically, you could hit with uh with uh um, with that theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the lyrics, you can keep them fairly simple. You know, they don't have to be. Rocket science. Sorry. No, no. I like the puns. So. <laughs> Adam, I know you kind of made it in kind of late. Do you have any questions for Mark? Adam? Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, I can now. Were you muted? Oh. Yeah, I, I forgot to cut the mic on. Okay. <laughs> if you, if, if you've said anything this entire time, we have not heard anything. <laughs> have you been talking it, this that's, whole time? It, I mean, I, I've been responding, yes. And that's what Very happens when you can't do listen. a sound check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have any so, uh, questions for Mark? Yeah, what, um, what inspired you to get into this genre? I, I think it's unique. I love it. I've I've always loved um, like Irish or Celtic like folk sounding. Uh, what uh, inspired you to get into that? It, as I, I told, I mentioned earlier, I I kind of fell into it. Um, mm-hmm. Really, what it, what it boiled down to is I was uh, again I was at I was working at the University of Texas at Austin, and every uh, day I'd come out to for lunch, I'd go sit out on the South Mall to practice because I my band. Had, broken up i had quit my job in 98 to do music full time but i didn't really know what that meant i didn't have any gigs lined up i didn't have a i put out released a cd which was not very good and um or first album i don't know if it was on cd i think it was on cassette but uh you know i i put this out and i was so excited to go at it and six months later i had to get a job so i got a, a, a job again and i started playing on the south mall my I, I remember hearing stories about Janis Joplin used to uh, be at the, she used to, went to the University of Texas at Austin and, and she would sit out, I imagined her sitting out on the South Mall mm-hmm. doing the same. So I brought my auto out, out there every day. I started practicing and playing 
uh, some of the songs that I was working on. And um, that's basically when uh, I had two songs I had written. I, I mentioned earlier that I have I was really bad at songwriting. One of my uh, songs that called Celtic uh, songs, which I didn't know anything about Celtic music at the time, uh, was called Lounging in La La Land. Um, and the lyrics were just as bad as the title. <laughs> I like the title. <laughs> and, and so, uh, and that, and then in the Irish ballad, again, the uh, Jonathan Swiftian uh, comedic song by Tom Lehrer. And so I'm, I'm, I'm playing these songs out in South Mall at the University of Texas, and someone just comes up to me and says, hey, you want to play at a Renaissance festival? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I loved Renaissance festivals. I was big into Dungeons and Dragons in uh, the 80s, um, and throughout that time and and <laughs> on into it you know I, I my mom lived in it moved to Italy in 85 so I got to explore Italy and absolutely loved it I lived there for a year and I was um yeah I was I was totally blown away by by uh you know this the renaissance the idea of the renaissance and and fantasy and such and I was so excited about it I was like yes so but I was also a little bit a little bit nervous about playing music by myself at a Renaissance festival, particularly when I didn't have like I had two Celtic songs, mm -hmm. um, and that's so I pulled in my friend Andrew and we started the Robin Nagy and Bards, and um, that's what launched me on my career. Nice. Yeah. And then we started mostly learning Irish songs. I got a cassette of uh, Irish drinking songs and basically learned all those songs and. Nice. Played most of them at the shows until I found which ones worked for us and which <laughs> ones were just really bad. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, does anybody have any last-minute wrap-up questions? Uh, I was thinking earlier how you were talking about uh, doing the bard stuff. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar? You've seen The Witcher, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought I was sitting here thinking it's like that would be a good show for you since you've been doing some stuff for Firefly. Yeah. Like that would be a right. good show for you to start doing some. Yeah, the, give you the, some idea. The, yeah. the toss toss the coin to the Witcher has been among my people. It's <laughs> gone <laughs> like wildfire. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. You know, because it's this pop song that's basically that's set in the Renaissance, which is you know one of the things about Renaissance festivals uh, that I is intriguing. They aren't really about rena the Renaissance anymore, and they might have once been. Uh, if you want the Renaissance, you go join the Society for Creative Anachronisms, uh, the SCA, because that's where they get together. They dress in medieval costumes. They, okay, that's medieval. It's not really Renaissance, but still. <laughs> um, and the Renaissance festivals, they're all, it's all about entertainment. It's about putting on a good show. And so a lot of times when you go there, you find people Number one, you find a lot more amplification than there was in the Renaissance. <laughs> Most of the people are playing, they're, they're playing uh, acoustic, we'll call it rock music, but it's with a folk twist. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of good stories. That's the reason a lot of Irish and uh, Irish music ends up really popular there. Um, but you'll, there's some bands that I've seen that, that they're just doing straight out rock music but it's got renaissance renaissance lyrics you know mm -hmm. uh my friend my friends the lost boys uh played at georgia renaissance fair for a number of years and they were like you know the kings of it because they would basically you know they they their whole shtick was they were a uh a renaissance band that i think went 
fast forwarded what uh, time traveled into the 60s and then came back and started singing basically uh beatles type parodies <laughs> about the about king uh, king henry so okay, i've never heard of that <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy it was absolutely yeah yeah and you get a lot of that um a, a lot of the, that that atmosphere at uh renaissance festivals where people are just um it's it's all about putting on a show and that's probably the biggest thing that i've, I've learned over the years you know when it comes to playing particularly playing live is you know elvis presley who was my idol when i was growing up said you gotta put on a show to draw a crowd and i didn't know what that meant until i started <laughs> playing at renaissance festivals and playing with the broad and bards and then eventually i learned how to do stuff you know solo as well where i could put on a good show interactive show and playing drinking songs helps because it drinking songs are about the interaction mm-hmm. um so it's worked well there yeah awesome that's great yeah. um so mark uh one of our favorite segments is something we call the local catch and we spotlight great. a song so we would love to put one of your songs in here if you would pick a song and give us a little maybe backstory about it and then we'll uh take the audio and then put it in right uh right here oh gosh uh, that means i have to decide on which song um <laughs> uh, uh lounging in la la land sounds great no, no that's yes. not it that is not it please no. I, feel, I feel like i feel like with the with the current pandemic going on like the uh the sick note would be a good song to put in here that um... that that would work uh <laughs> the, there's a song the sick note I, I call it the uh the barrel song frequently nice um, and uh, that song actually is an original song though that was uh, written by. It was. Um, it was. Uh, oh man, I English, can't think of it. It was written uh. by an English uh, man in in uh, back in the '60s, and it's a great song because it's it's a, a story about um, uh, about a, a guy who basically calls in sick to work, and uh, and it's it's got this whole cartoon esque feel to it because you know there's. Uh, it's about he basically is uh, trying to to lay bricks on a, on a building, and uh, as he puts the, some tries to lower some bricks down, he uh, unties the rope and finds himself <laughs> flying up in there and, and smashing his head and, and uh, falling to pieces in the process and breaking his arm and whatnot. Um, there's a lot of, of, of fun stuff there. <laughs> the, the the Dubliners. Are the ones who I know yeah. that have made that song popular. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they were. Uh, I I heard it from. Actually, I, I didn't even hear it from a, a in the. Uh, I was went to this Christian retreat in the eighties, and someone this guy, Ed Kilburn, had sung it, and I was like, "What is this? I like this. this is a funny song." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I learned it from him. Um, so yeah, it's it's gone around the circuit too. There are a lot of the, these songs too. Uh, find their way like uh, Bob Dylan actually ripped off a, a song called Patriot Game mm-hmm. uh, which he he rewrote for the for the, uh, the Vietnam War but it was it was a total ripoff <laughs> <laughs> but he he never paid royalties to the actual author because it wasn't a tr- it was not a traditional song but I always thought that was amusing so mm-hmm. but that's sort of the life of, <laughs> of the folk music scene where things get mixed up um, you know what I want to uh, what I would like to do is, if if you're okay with it, is um, um, uh, one of my songs that I have from my latest CD, which is called uh, "As Long as I'm Flying," it's the, my second 
album of Firefly Drinking Songs. I have a song on there called uh, She's Shiny. And uh, the, it's got a fantastic chorus. Um, and it's, it is one of those songs that where I, I sat down. Um, I was trying to... It was... Uh, which. So this for no, this wasn't for a specific episode, but it was inspired by, um, uh, in large part by oh, uh, Shindig, mm-hmm. and in Shindig ah. they are they mm-hmm. go to um, uh, go to trying to get a job and such, and and Mal Malcolm Reynolds gets roped into uh, a a duel, an old fashioned uh, duel of swords and whatnot. Um, so a lot of the inspiration for the episode uh, for the the song came from this particular uh, a- episode, uh, and but it's it's also about um, guys who have trouble expressing themselves, uh-huh. <laughs> which is a pretty universal theme. So sure. a lot of the songs that I write when I do it for Firefly is I I want to write songs that uh, are not. They're not just about Firefly. My friend has it lumps Filk into to know what the, the show is all about in order to understand what the Filk is about, and then songs that have a you know, more universal appeal. When I write songs, I try to write songs that, while it is inspired by Malcolm Reynolds, it's really about uh, guys who have trouble uh, expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the song mm-hmm. is called yeah. "She's Shiny." And you find out at the end that uh, he's not actually talking about a he's he's so bad at expressing himself. He's not actually talking about the girl you think he's talking about. He's talking about his ship. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's awesome. a good one to to go into. So, yeah, <laughs> this is a uh, She's Shiny by Mark Gunn. She's shiny. Oh, so shiny. Don't say a word, I'm in love with that girl Yes, she's shiny Oh, 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 so shiny She keeps me spinning round and round in a world Carrying the weight of heartache from her past Running towards a future that won't last What a beaut That girl makes my heart soar She lights the night like a brightly shining star Yes, she's shiny Oh, so shiny But don't say a word, I'm in love that girl Yes, she's shiny Oh, 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 so shiny She keeps me spinning round and round in a world Dressed up for a fancy ball in the dark of night Ain't gonna pull my punches cause I love to fight Got out of control I set my sights on making it out whole Yes, she's shiny Oh, 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 so shiny Don't say a word, 
I'm in love with that girl Yes, she's shiny Oh, 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 so shiny She keeps me spinning round and round in a world Sometimes she doesn't like the way I deal Sometimes she lets me know it's still Sometimes she sets good men on fire Climb aboard and she'll ride down your spire Yes, she's shiny Oh, oh, oh so shiny Don't say a word, I'm in love with that girl And I saw hope in her eyes I knew one day that that firefly would fly Cause she's shiny Oh, 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 so shiny Don't say a word, I'm in love with that girl Yes, she's shiny Awesome, Mark. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I have enjoyed this so much. Thank you oh, for thank you. being thank our you, guinea sir. pig for our first official interview. It's been great. Yeah, and my pleasure. And I, I, I hope uh, you didn't mind Adam talking too much. I, <laughs> I, I didn't mind it at all. I think you just did a beautiful job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. When all, all this is said and done, we will be uh, first in line at your next show in Atlanta. Or oh, wherever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. wherever you're around. About. I got some dates still lined up. But I'm, I'm expecting not to happen. So. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. awesome, Mark. Sounds well, good. Yeah, thank you so that. much. Yeah, all this right. is great. Can't oh, wait to meet you in person. You, yeah, and you can go to keltfather.net. You can find out all the details. Yeah, is Kelt. there... Father. Yeah. Well, it's a keltfather with a C. Okay. Yeah, is there anything else you would like to plug of yours? I know you said you did a couple podcasts, and uh, I don't know you're... I think I plugged them, and there you can find all that stuff, links to all of it at uh, keltfather.net, as well as links to my social, which is all at keltfather. So. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Perfect. Great, thank you. you. All right, take thank care. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good Thanks, evening. Sir. Thank you, Mark. Bless you. Man, that was Mark Gunn. That was a great interview. That, hey, can y'all he hear me? Such yeah, a we can swell hear you. Guy. What the heck? <laughs> I can't believe you were muted for That's like his, 30 minutes. That is <laughs> I was, I was classic Adam. Classic Adam moment. Were you wondering why none of us were responding to you? 
No, and then like I, he he started talking about the the simple lyrics, and I, I'm sitting here acknowledging it, and and uh, I had yeah, like uh-huh, yes, <laughs> I had so much to say on that too, like it was gold, and y'all missed. And we, Adam, you gotta check your mic, dude. I, I mean, it's real. fine. It's a learning curve. We're yeah, good. I, thought, I think I've been you... quarantined for two weeks yeah, already. You're, you're, like, you're going a little stir crazy. Yeah, we just don't. Oh, look, it's blinking at us. His mic's blinking at us. I thought when it was blinking, it was not muted. Mm. Stupid piece of crap. As far as I know, with electronics, that's not how that works. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. It, we had a good laugh out of it. I think Mark enjoyed that. that. Yeah, that <laughs> was that was that was actually really good, encompasses so. your personality to a T. Mm. <laughs> he seems really cool. I yeah, like him. I am so excited hey. to actually go see him. Play. I I bet yeah. Rob knows him. You I want so? to ask Rob if he knows. You should have asked Mark if he knew Rob. That's a slimmer chance, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure Rob knows him. <laughs> I got to when we go to a concert, we should definitely take Rob. You know, oh, yeah. Rob's uh, like the Rob has a sister named whatever. Her he name has many is. sisters. He's got a lot of sisters, but one family is very into Celtic music, so I'm sure they're all about him. You like, say I'm Celtic? Sure. You just say Celtic? Did, did I say Celtic? Celtic? You said Celtic. Celtic. <laughs> Celtic. Okay, it's, 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 it's Celtic. I'm Celtic is the best. Real stir crazy. Yeah. Celtic. Yeah, Emily's going mad. Uh, we we started to I catch up here at the beginning, little little quick, and we can resume. Adam, what the what the heck you been doing? What how are you handling the lockdown we're under? Well, um, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I talked earlier about being forced to not doing any do anything. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I'm currently unemployed. Um, Damn son. Got, yeah, I got laid off uh, temporarily. So, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting on a call back right now. But other a call, than that, just a call back like uh, they. What, what do you mean a call back? Like they've rehired you? Like they're undoing yeah. what they did? They, the furlough is undone or whatever? So is yeah your place of work still open at all or? They are. Okay, um, so they've just temporarily laid off some employees, but when all this yeah. is over, they're just going to hire them back. Right, right. Okay. It's, um, so they're just like half staff right now. Yeah, it's it's been ridiculously slow. Um, <clears throat> other than that, no, just um, looking at looking at different vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, strongly contemplating the, uh, the the Toyota. The Forerunner or the Tacoma? the Yacht. Tacoma. The Yoda? Yeah, the Yoda. <clears throat> so, you should do it. I, I mean, I, dude, so Adam texted me earlier. He's like, I have a question. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> and he says, he says, I want to get a Tacoma. Like, yeah, you've said this many times. What, what, like, okay. And then he sent me a link to one. And it was it was actually a newer model with less miles for less money than the one that I have now, like when I bought it. Something oh, sounds no. fishy. Well, I was like, you need to jump because it was it was, a, it was at where you work, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. So. Oh, so, so was it was like, legit. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I was, I was like, I oh mean, yeah, like if I was, I would jump on that if I were you. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to be paying too much money. No, 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 no. Okay. If you want it, go for it. But unfortunately, you should have jumped on it when you had the chance, buddy boy. It was, it was, it was gone today. Oh, I can't believe 
can't believe someone um, bought it right now. It was a nice one too. But I mean, you hey, can find car inch or car um, loan rates right now are super cheap. Right. Yeah, yeah, interest is like ridiculously low. Mm-hmm. Like, no one has jobs, so I mean. But no, it was a 2017 with 34,000 mm. miles. Wow. They were asking 27 for it. Oh, Oof. Adam. It was on. beautiful. It's a V6. Had a two-inch lift. Oh. Um, already had a camper shell on it. Think oh, about God, the adventures we could have cool. gone in that thing. I, uh, it's all right. Buddy, all... We we have Derek's truck. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm still waiting on word to go camping again. So. I, I, me too, I Derek. Best... You know what? We need to let Mark know about Gaff. What? He oh, would do he would... so good at Gaff. Uh, they would eat that they... up. Oh, man. We gotta... I'm sure he's going to listen to this. Mark, you oh, need I, to oh, check into Gaff. It's a music. Uh, well, actually, it's not a music festival. It's a guest Ki- appreciation yeah, a festival. Ca- in kayaking, what city? hiking, uh, Bryson City, North in Carolina. In Bryson City, North Carolina. But <laughs> at the end of it, they have like bands that play, and I think they would so eat fun. you up. They'd love you. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Adam, you didn't buy yes. the truck, and you're heartbroken. Pretty bummed. Uh, they've got two four cylinders there, but I, uh, I can't do it. Yeah, if you're, uh, yeah, just wait, wait for another V6 to pop its head up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I talked to the manager today, and he said he's going to try to find one, and uh, he said we're going to throw some numbers at the wall, get something worked out for me. Did he also said so. he's going to try and find you another job. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good that you didn't get it since you are temporarily laid off. That way, nothing crazy is happening to you. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm right. in the same boat. I haven't been to work in two and a half weeks, so. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. We yeah. got to keep everybody safe. Yeah. Yesterday, we yeah. got out of the house and did some yard work, and uh, Emily cleared out a bunch of the limbs and stuff that's in the clearing off to the right of our house, did a bunch of the underbrush clean, and I started digging out the fire pit to make a new fire pit down there. Oh, boy. I've been wanting to build one of those. Mm-hmm. After, after I finish this one, I'll probably know how to do it. Yep. <laughs> it's huh. funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because Emily sent me a Snapchat the other day of your back porch, and I was like, I've never seen your back porch before. It's a sizable back porch. Yeah, it once it's awesome. nice and it's cleaned out back I've there, seen back porch we should many do times. a podcast out there one night. Yeah, we were Emily and I were sitting out there the other day, and she brought that up, and I was like, man, yeah, once it's it's nice evenings and there's no disease floating around, podcast episodes would out there would be choice. Yeah, we don't want to sit six feet away from each other and record this. Mm-mm. Gonna need to run some extension cords, but yeah, I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we would. I well, yeah. they, no. I think it's <laughs> yeah, maybe a few. And maybe then one or two. We've been watching yeah. a lot of movies. We have been watching the Marvel movies, and we only have five left. Well, four and a half. Good lord. We've well, watched hurry up with so many. Y'all get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Well, after that, we're watching Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we're watching the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Nice. Um, nice. I finally was oh. able to get that Hobbit supercut that has all the three of them together that's shortened. So I'm excited to watch that. It's shortened? Nice. Yeah, it cuts out a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's weird. Okay. That seems anticlimactic. No, yeah. the, the Hobbit it's the like, Hobbit movies were super seen... bloated, so they just cut out a bunch of the bullcrap that's in there. Oh, okay. You've seen the director's cut extended edition, now have the abridged version. Yes. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's exactly it. I love the, the super director cuts of Lord of the Rings, but the Hobbits, it was too much. It was unnecessary. Mm. Okay. I've never actually uh, seen any of the Hobbit films. <gasps> I've, only, I've, I've seen Lord of the Rings, but I haven't seen the Hobbit. Derek. Mm. They're good. When we watch them, 
Yeah, I put it on a flash macros. drive, so uh, whenever we get done with it, I can get get it to you. We can mail it to you. Just we can we'll just drive by and stick it in your mailbox. Drive just by with your window just, down, I'll throw it in your car. Just guide me and point the, point the laptop towards the TV. And oh, I yeah, can, you can just watch it go. with us. Yeah, we'll, we'll make <laughs> a we'll make a <laughs> video party. We can podcast it. <laughs> Adam, what were you about to say? What Adam, what were you about to say? You're raising your hand like you're in class. Uh, I've started two new shows. Uh, finished one. Have started you another. Is one the Witcher? Witcher? Yeah. Have you finished the Witcher yet? Oh. No. Adam. <laughs> That's the one thing we asked of you. I, I know I forgot. I'm getting uh, close to finishing Clone Wars. <laughs> I'm proud of you for buying the Witcher. Um. Yeah. Step up. Tiger King. Oh um, yes. Please tell me y'all have watched. So Parker and I, I waited for him to get home yet, from work. He got home at seven o'clock. So it's like seven thirty. We started watching it. And he fell asleep probably like 8.30. I've been working for 12 hours that day. So I was but I stayed up all night and watched all of them. She came to bed at like 3 o'clock. Except for the very last episode. I fell asleep at the tail end of it. So I'm going to have to rewatch the it. But tiger I think tiger tail got, tip of it. The tiger tail tip of it. But you I think, think Carol Baskin did it? Oh God, yes, I do. I She's crazy. Sorry, go ahead. I watched the show, but yes, I agree. I've seen the memes. I think so. I think she did it, especially Parker said they're reopening the case. Yeah, the the yeah. sheriff of that county, he is reopening the case file. So, I think she, she I don't know, just the way that she, when the reporter was talking to her, she would laugh about everything, even when it was super serious. Like, the way I didn't she kill my husband. Her eyes. <laughs> I didn't do yeah. this. <laughs> I just That's think the she sign did of it. a sociopath. It is, yeah. So and just, mm. uh, how she talked about when uh, Joe Joe Exotic almost said Joe Erotic. Uh, <laughs> when, when, His gift when shop Joe would exotic. say Joe Erotic. <clears throat> yeah, those banana hammocks in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when um, he said something about killing her husband and hiding him in the sewage uh, tank. She immediately jumped back like she had thought about it. Mm. I don't know. I just, I, I thought that response was a little bit too, like, quick and natural. I mm-hmm. haven't looked into it, but what Joe said was that the tiger's <laughs> stomach was so acidic that it doesn't leave behind any bones. And uh-huh. the police officers, the investigators, said that it would have left behind bones. So they would have known if she would have fed him to the tigers. Did I say lion again? I don't know if you said lion. I wasn't paying attention. I was um, anyway, train. tigers, yes. Um, so I think it's worth looking up to see if their yeah. stomachs are that acidic. And if it is, I mean, that's very, very possible that yeah. she could have done that without having the investigators know. Because I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure now they're looking into it. Not that I'd... Joe was very <coughs> trustworthy. I mean, he was kind of psychotic, but... I, I think they all are. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm watching this weekend. Mm-hmm. Dude, I had it. I had heard about this the Joe Exotic fella from a podcast called Over My Dead Body season two <laughs> that I had listened to previously. So I was aware of this Joe Exotic guy, and they touched on Carol Baskins a little bit in the beginning of it. But seeing like seeing them is definitely different, and these other characters, I just I, they're all insane. What is Derek? Happening? When you watch it and see these people, what was the, the doc intel? Holy people? shit! I oh, mean, I've seen, I've seen the memes and the videos and stuff, but I haven't seen the whole show. I just know that. Well, I mean, some of like the crew for 
for Joe and for some of the other people, they're just yeah. they're just crazy. Which I don't know if they're hard. Isn't there one with like a missing arm or something? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. There's yeah. a lot of and extremities that are missing. Most of them, he said that he would pick up from like train stations and stuff. People in the town would be like, "Hey, there's a homeless person." they don't have money you should go offer them a job so most of his employees he found like that and so they're all just kind of you know out there you know? uh, i mean it's just it's yeah, something it's else the whole show just sounds like a just a disaster it's a, it's a train wreck but you, yeah you have to watch it yeah it is interesting to watch this wreck happen before your eyes i have not seen this i have not seen a second of the show like actually watched it but my favorite memes are the ones of of, of Joe Exotic's eyebrow, like his eyebrow ring or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, and it's yeah. like sagging like, down. Joe Exotic's eyebrow ring, hang on. It's like some kid hanging <laughs> off of the bunk bed or something. He makes this <laughs> real dirty joke at the end. He's in his bedroom and there are locks hanging on the wall. You'll have to keep that in mind. Oh dear, I don't I don't know what she's talking about. Oh. I haven't I haven't seen that part yet, so I'm terrified to know where that will go. Um, it's, um or where the Adam, locks do you know go. what I'm talking about? Yes. I do. Oh no! Yeah, I should have. I should have taken the uh, the deafening silence as either he knew what you were talking about or he muted his microphone again. Okay, it's one of those shows you you have to go in with extremely low expectations. Oh. Yeah. Um. The reason it's entertaining is because it, it's the fact that there are these types of people out there. Yeah, it's, and then not only that, but the fame that Joe got. I mean, he's a crazy person, and he literally could do anything he wanted, and I just don't understand how he did that. I mean, I'm just saying, I uh, I, I would have voted for him for governor. He ran for governor. And president. He ran for president last election. Yeah. I mean, there was also a guy that ran last election that had a boot on his head, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, the field is very thin. Well, I don't know. Dude. Just wait till you watch oh, this. And then the other show was Letterkenny. I've never watched. Yes. That. You... Yes. Thank you. So I haven't seen that. Hey guys, look. Can y'all see that? Oh, it's not. Emily oh, drew that... henna tattoos yeah. on her hand the other day because she was so bored. I was so bored. I started drawing them on my feet. Too. <laughs> nice. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Get me I, out of here. I love it. This is great. This is literally I, I, this my is, worst. Nightmare. I enjoy this. Yeah, no. Sorry, I'm, I was I late. am I am perfectly content. Oh, I I didn't mean FaceTiming or Skyping. Like I, I meant could, like staying home for two weeks. I, I could it. be locked in my house for six months and I think I'd be fine. Oh Jesus Lord. I can't I've got I've got plenty of games to play. I actually one of the good things to come out of this entire quarantine thing is I got Spider Man Game of the Year edition for twenty bucks. Nice. Good snack, so, dude. That's gonna be next. And then update on Drive Club. I got you get your platinum. Trophies. I didn't get the platinum, but the rest is grinding. Oh, okay. So you got the onlines that you were going to yep. be locked out and, of. And it's funny that today is actually the day that the server shut down, March thirty first. So Ooh. I got those about a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm very glad about that. That's exciting. It is because now I don't have to worry about that. Because mm-hmm. now I can just grind to get the platinum whenever I want. Yep. I'm getting close to finishing The Witcher 3 again, which I'm pretty stoked about. And then I'll have the platinum trophy in that. Again? I've played The Witcher 3 previously. Oh, man. I need the platinum that's trophy, be, though. That's the next game I'm going to get. That's, it's, it's, Adam got it today. I, I'm cutting it on right now as Good. we speak. Yeah, make sure you download those <laughs> expansion path. packs. You know, I did start playing a, a, an indie game called uh, Far Lost Sales. Mm-hmm. You ever heard, have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. 
so it's basically it's like a side scroller. Uh huh. And it's this it's this post apocalyptic uh, kind of land setting or whatever. And you're in this you're in this like tank style looking what was that at? Was that your bed, Adam? Yeah, Adam, what do you do you have a dark for a reason? What's going on? <laughs> I, I, How many clothes are you wearing? I, I mean, really my, all lights are on. Well, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, my, my lights are on. <clears throat> your overhead think... light's on? No way your overhead light is on. Do you got like a tube watt in there? What is going on? Is that the only light in your room? Bellison, hey. Whoa. Dude. There's, what the heck? There's no way that... Go sit in front of the, the... Go stand. What are you using as your camera? Your phone? Your computer? Adam, did you mute the mic again? Jesus oh, Christ. Christ. I forgot I did it that time. <laughs> you need to keep your hands Go stand in front of the, the, mic. the lamp and see hang if on. that puts Wait. you in better light. Hang I'm on. just curious. Hang on. I'm going to fix you this. Hang, hang, on. On. hang on. Wait. Hang on. All right. Much at all. Hold on. Are you doing something with contrast? I can see a little bit better. Is the the screen on your computer the light all the way up to help brighten up your face? Uh, yeah, it's all the way up. <clears throat> you just did something that I can see a little bit better. Is that did you in, increase the contrast? I can see your. It's on. It's on settings. It's what? Hang on. on you can't answer a question with a question. <laughs> no, I, that wasn't a question. There was a period at the end. Do what I said. Just take your flashlight on your phone and just put it in front of your face. Well, <clears throat> that's what I was doing. Oh, I, oh yeah, I can definitely see it. Now. Mm -hmm. There we go. Can y'all see this? I mean, it's not important. We're not making this a video, but I mean. So can, for future reference. Can y'all see me? I can see Bella. See Bella. Oh, I know. And I Parker's crotch for some reason. I've seen that way too many times. Put it away. Oh, God. Put it uh, away. <laughs> All right. You'll, you'll need to get like a spotlight or something if we ever do do video like this. You need to get a spotlight and point at your face. Or maybe like, is your living room brighter? Could you go out there? The hallway? The bathroom? Are there any walls that are brighter than Do you have any wall? other lights in your house? Do you have a no. lamp that you could bring in there? An extra well, one? I, I mean, like an <clears throat> extra one. I don't know why it's so that burned dark. That burn? Nah, I mean, this the room we're in right now is not like bright, bright, but you can see us. Yeah, you can. Yeah. We're not I as bright as Derek. Derek is like illuminous. He, you've got the sun in front of you. That's what I got above. Whoa! Dude, Whoa! That's 180 watt. Yeah. One of three of them. <laughs> All right, gents, I'm going to have to go to bed here soon. i got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. No, you don't. Yes, he does. <laughs> Hang don't. on, I'm going to get this video fixed. Yeah, troubleshoot it real quick. Troubleshoot it. I mean, you're improving. I mean, ever so slightly. Yeah, it's, not, it's definitely not getting worse. That's a little hey, better. That's a little that's better. A better. That's a yeah, little better. Just, maybe if you were you to go corona? on the other side of your bed, Adam... Adam, have like you had corona this help. entire time? You've been coughing for like three years. Probably, yes. Adam, scoot to the end of your bed. I feel I'm like you're just not... Well, 
you said you were going to fix this, and you're not fixing it by staying still. Ooh. Called out, son. Y'all can see me now. I can't tell what color your eyes are. I can't even see where your eyes are. I can't tell that they're open. Yeah, Still can't tell. For all I know, you're asleep right now. Uh, Parker, Parker, turn your screen brightness up, bud. Huh? Ours is all the way up. <clears throat> Mine's all the way up, too. I mean, I'm seeing... I see both fine. Like, he's still kind of dark, but... Hold on. Ah, Jesus. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't know why... Hang on. <laughs> okay, never mind. It was not all the way up. <laughs> yeah, our screen brightness definitely was down a little bit. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. So can y'all see me better now? Yeah, a little bit. But it's still dog shit. Yeah, and you still look like you're on the, what is it, sepia? What's that tone? The That filter on Snapchat yeah. or something? No, just on any camera. Oh, I don't know. Like the the sunset? Western photo? Yeah. Sepia, I think. Yeah, that's what you said. All right. Yeah, no, uh, all, all of my lights are on 100%, so. Oh, okay. I still feel like I want you to go to the end of the bed just to see what it's like. I just feel oh, like it's going to work. Because I'm under the light? Yeah. Okay. I just think it might help. Yeah, get the light behind maybe, you. Maybe if you took the light or in front of you. Dude, you need to spray your bed with some WD-40 or something. I don't know, Adam. That's just a I weird think your set. bed just said something in Shakespeare. Yeah. I, it's awful. It's turn, awful. Hey, turn turn completely where you are right now. Turn around 180 degrees. Oh, hey. there you are. I, I'm literally standing in the middle of my bedroom. I right figured now. as much, but I'm real good with setting up light. <laughs> I knew it. I knew if you just got up, we could see you. Look, Man. Look at you. Look at those. Is that better? Oh, nice. yeah. A I little bit. See what color your, your hair Skin is. is. There's that fuzzy little man piece. Yeah, your skin looks soft. Yeah, it does. That, it is very soft. Like a baby's butt. Derek, have you ever done a plug and chug before? No, and I don't think I'm ready yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Adam, plug us and chug us, bruh. Oh, crap. Parker, you know I suck with this. Uh, but it's fun every time. What's a plug and chug? Oh, Emily's right, not there guys. yet either. We're... Oh, Jesus me, Christ. It's not the corona, I promise. It's sinus. Uh, thank you for, for being with us tonight. This is a catch-all podcast. This, make this uh, your uh, altar call. I'm... S- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Parker, you got it. Uh, this has been Catch-All Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that social media stuff. If you really enjoyed the show, be sure to head over to patreon.com slash catch all podcast there's a couple bucks if you'd be so inclined though especially since all of us are out of jobs right now that'd be great yeah so take the money (laughs) you don't have and then give it to us (laughs) we have more (laughs) uh you can follow us on all that social media stuff uh you can find the episodes on itunes we're now on spotify so that's exciting i never i never actually got the confirmation email i just looked and we were there so if you get your podcast from Spotify, uh, pop on over there. Um, give it, Leave us a good review, uh, all that good stuff, and any other podcast service we should be on. That is it. That's it. Peace. Also, yep. uh, uh, throw out a special thanks there to Mark Gunn oh, for yeah. being our guest yeah. tonight. Yeah, thanks, Mark. That was really good. Mm-hmm. So. so you can you know search his music and find it, and he uh, plugged mm-hmm. his website there. So be sure to head over to his website and pick up some of his music if you if you were so inclined. That'd be great. 
And when the world starts turning again, we can all meet each other at some of his uh, shows. It'd be cool. Mm-hmm. All right, peeps. Yep, so that's yes. all I got. We'll uh, talk to you next time. Mm-hmm. Wait, am I muted again? No, we Are can you? hear you. Okay, good. Man, this is the longest Stay frosty. Uh-huh, yep. So. Stay frosty. Stay safe, and don't be stupid, guys. Thank you for uh, putting Ketchup Podcast inside of you. That was, that was great. Wow, okay. That's such a weird sentence. I love you. Bye. Bye. Perineum. Perineum.